Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar and Side Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak with marketing leaders and share insights to help brands and business leaders navigate the ever-changing marketing landscape and hopefully dispel some myths and misconceptions along the way. Hello and welcome to this episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Episodes of a Future Proof podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by colleague and good friend Barbara Shandle, who's head of insight at Snack Future Ventures. Today we're going to be discussing the role of ventures hubs in breakthrough innovation. Barbara, welcome. Thank you, Nikki. Nice to see you again after such a long time. I hope also to see you this year in person. Hopefully, for sure. So Barbara, tell me a bit about yourself. Yeah, as you know me for quite a while, um, I also call myself a curiosity champion. So I'm a a consumer insight and innovation professional for more than 25 years. Currently, I'm the insights lead of Snack Future Ventures. I think I really found my, my home in the organization after a really, really long time. I originally joined Kraft Foods so long time ago. I would say Milka is my favorite brand. Uh, as an Austrian, um, I grew up with Milka. And I, whenever we went skiing, you know, we obviously had a chocolate in our pockets and it was Milka. Um, I also have a lot of experience, uh, maybe worthwhile to mention, you know, for the conversation today in uh, emerging markets. So I believe also during this time, I, I really developed this kind of agile mindset. Brilliant. And I, I love the phrase curiosity champion. I think that's that's what unites us. I think we're both extremely curious. And actually something I'm really curious about is tell me more about Snack Ventures and, and, and why it was set up. We were really tasked to invent uh, the snacks of the future. Whenever I say this, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Yeah, I have to say this, it, it was also really exciting um, starting, you know, also the building brands from scratch and really um, understand, you know, where maybe the future might go. So that was really something super, super exciting, but also super fun. Um, and, you know, in terms of, um, because then a lot of people think, oh, my God, you know, working in Mondelez, it's a big company, right? I'm sure this team was really big. Yeah? But when then I say, no, no, it's a, it's a, it was a small team. So it's like uh, uh, 10 people um, at this time and uh, really flexible, so cross-functional. And I will come back to this aspect around cross-functionality a little bit later because I think that's really, really important. So I think... Rather than having a bigger team, it was really important that we 
set up a cross-functional team, but really, um, I have to say, a very uh, different outlook, you know, from working in innovation versus base business. Um, and, you know, also we, of course, it was not then an innovation hub, right, to say uh, it was the only team because, I mean, we have uh, a lot of innovation teams around the globe, yeah? but uh, it was a bit different. I think a bit of uh, uh, an experiment to say taking some team members out of the, the base business and really engaging with something completely new, great learnings over the course of the years. And I'm sure you have more questions for me in that area. So, Barbara, you're right. I've absolutely got lots of questions, but tell me. What are the benefits of operating in a ventures arm? I'm working many years in this company. Uh, we are quite um, internally focused. Um, so we do a lot of things. We know a lot of things. We do a lot of, especially me coming from consumer insights, you do a lot of studies. You internalize a lot. yeah. And uh, the benefits when you really start uh, working in such a team yeah? and, and you have to go out, right? I mean, you have to see what's going on, yeah? Uh, not only from a consumer, but also you need to you need to sort of understand who is out there, right? Uh, in terms of smaller companies, trends, you know what's going on. So I think a real benefit is um, that once of a sudden we got really exposed uh, externally. Yeah, we met many people, we met many partners. You know, I think you know at the beginning I, I cannot remember whenever I've met so many different external partners. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God, wow, this is uh, mind blowing. And, and then also going out, having conversations. Yeah. So it's really like uh, bringing this outside world in. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a huge benefit. Yeah. Um, and quite, uh, also quite rewarding um, because it opens up quite many opportunities. You might also uh, get a different lens on how you can maybe um, observe competition as well. So I think that's one. And then, of course, uh, it's the independence from the base business. Yeah, It's a bit like you're taken out, right? You have a, a small team, uh, highly experienced people, um, have the flexibility, um, decision power. Yeah. So again, small team, it's like uh, you can really move uh, fast um, ahead in your uh, in your journey. Yeah. Um, it's not that you have uh, a lot of... Um, hierarchy you know you're going you have to ask you know you have uh, meetings right you have a next stakeholder meeting and during this time weeks will pass and you will not you know move ahead you know and in that case for us it was really important to move ahead fast with a positive intent yeah um so i think that is uh, another another really advantage yeah and again um for us that worked because that was our objective but you know if you think about a large organization of course you um have the teams for other teams, you know, it might not work. But I think it's also important to understand, you know, when you can do it and when you cannot do it. Opening your perspective, because it's so fascinating when you meet, uh, you know, people that started uh, their company a couple of years ago. And then, you know, they talk maybe about how they make their first million, uh, what they did. Um, so it's really uh, the power of small and big a little bit. Yeah. So we are learning from them. Uh, but they also, of course, uh, learn from us as well. And I would say as the team was set up really um, among a couple of people, um, experienced uh, a very high psychological safety, you know. And I think this is also something quite important to speak up, you know, wanting also to make a difference. It's also welcome that you speak up. And I always felt, you know, or I always feel that I can be 
who I am as a person as well. If I look back at the starting days, uh, being uh, in stores, you know, working almost myself in a store for days, you know, getting consumer feedback, being in the wild, you know, um, that's 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 fun. You know, it's being on the ground. Yeah, it's being really um, where the things happening, right? That's lovely and really speaks to your sort of what we talked about at the beginning about you being a curiosity champion and I think really being part of that. So looking at the outside world, being closer to the competition, those smaller companies and learning from them, talks to that sort of learning culture, the idea of always being close to the consumer. You talked about experiments and what's lovely as well to hear that you say actually you're personally getting something rewarding out of it as well. So that's brilliant. I think the challenge is often people then look and say, okay, but how does that work compared to sort of the, the base business and how does that integrate with the base business? So perhaps you can tell me a bit about that and some of perhaps the, the challenges you face being outside the sort of main organization. I would say the challenges we faced at, you know, that time when we started, it was very much, you know, really being independent. And I think we got a lot of uh, credit also, you know, uh, from our, um, you know, senior management and also our CEO. So it really was uh, always, you know, promoted. Also in the outside world, you know, we got a lot of good press as well. Bringing that back, you know, is probably a, a bit of a challenge. And the reason why I say that is it's a bit um, the mindset, right? Because being in such a team requires a lot of flexibility and also more of a growth mindset, you know, versus maybe a fixed mindset. Yeah, um, it's also often because you know it's a big company um, to a certain extent in in certain areas more risk averse, which is um, understandable as well, um, and maybe also um, sometimes not giving people you know the confidence to act. You know, at the end of the day, it's really up to you, right? You can roll up your sleeve you can start to think differently and you can add a difference. I mean, it's really up to you. You know, it's, it's you know, nothing can stop you. I think uh, it's your own uh, empowerment and encouragement. But it's, of course, also it has to be in an environment where it's nurtured and where uh, there are people, they give you the confidence a little bit. They say, you know what, it's, it's okay to speak up. It's okay, it's fine. You can try out, you can do things in a different way. And often it's also a bit, bigger the theme around um, that you don't want to fail, right? Uh, how it's perceived. You don't want to make a mistake, right? Culture mindset is, 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 a big, is a big theme here, yeah? So that people feel comfortable when they do something, they experiment, it's maybe not going that well, to say, you know what, yeah, it's also fine, but what did we learn from it? Yeah? So that's, I think, one part. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, I think another part is that we also learned uh, that, um, and I think it's great to learn that, and it's also great to, to bring that back, is when you create something from scratch and it's not our big brains, right? That it's um, very, very difficult um, to scale that up. Yeah, Of course, you know, you can, as a company, always then say you do a, a lot of support, right? You invest actually millions to make it, make it happen. But if you really want to do it, like in a startup entrepreneur world, you go out, you work yourself in the stores, right? You um, prototype, you learn along the way, um, you put something out there, you test it maybe in a, in a, let's say in a small, in a smaller part of a market. Yeah. Um, you try direct to consumer. It's, um, and you say you go a bit on social. It's, it takes time. Yeah. So I think that's another challenge, you know, because often we spend a lot of time on the upfront part, right? Uh, the idea, but it's very, very important, you know, that you follow through. You know, that actually then when the time comes, when you say you have something, have something precious, you know, to be patient, to be consistent um, in the in the market as well. I think there's something sort of really interesting there and that it takes time, patience to nurture. And also, yeah, you speak of this sort of this mindset, this empowerment and the challenges that can sometimes come when thinking about sort of the cultures of organisations. So now I know, sort of, Barbara, that you're bringing all this really rich learning back into the organisation. So perhaps you can summarise sort of some of the main things that you've learned that you are now applying back into the main business, into the core business, please. I'm part of um, also a team um, really nurturing innovation excellence in our organisation. So that's really, um, it's really close to my heart and I really want to bring, I mean, we have so, as you say, there's so much rich learning of the last couple of years in Snack Futures that we really want to bring that back internally. There's one area I'm really passionate about and I really, I'm really here, want to act like a role model. I'm trying here my best. Is <laughs> this whole area around um, in real life learning, test and learn and experimentation. For me, it's very important, you know, this in real life. Um, what I mean by that is really gaining insights from consumers in real time, in real situation. And um, as we all know, this is actually more and more possible yeah. uh, because, you know, there's many tools out there that enable that. You can almost learn as we speak, but also go where the target is, you know, and we did that a lot. Yeah. We, we went a lot to stores. Um, you know, we went to, for some projects, we went to gyms. For some projects, we went to yoga studios because you know this is where our target consumer was really hanging out you know so we really wanted to be with them and we wanted uh, to learn from them and we wanted us to know you know what we're doing or what we maybe develop is in the right directions but also the test and learn that you allow uh, consumers to engage with and purchase our product in various ways yeah and test and learn is so powerful because you know when you have the possibility then go out and say listen I have something not really it's not perfect yet but I can go out you know I can maybe learn about different price points I can go into 25 to 50 or 100 stores yeah but that's definitely a culture uh, to nurture 
and also experimentation. Experimentation, you know, uh, when it comes to consumer learning, yeah? um, talking on purpose about consumer learning, not about consumer validation all the time. What can we learn? Experiment, trying out uh, partners. Um, there is so much out there we can, uh, we can learn from. What do you need to learn in order to move on? And that will guide your learning agenda. I can mention maybe speed, that it's also possible uh, that because often we say, oh, you know, it will take us uh, too long. That's not true. We can really move from an idea concept in a matter of month, you know, again, with the right partners, transactional learning um, and potentially having uh, a product on shelf. I think speed is possible. Absolutely especially in the FMCG world. We are consumer-centric, right? We nurture that a lot, but it's also really how important it is, you know, to bring the consumer in from the very first moment, yeah? I think we can always get even better at that, yeah? So what are the touch points, right? Uh, there, again, there, there are tools now you can bring the consumer from the very first moment in, yeah? And I think also from senior stakeholders, the first question should always be, have we consulted the consumer? That's so important. That's the master question. Yeah. And last but not least is really this, this notion about cross functionality to unleash creativity. And cross function means not only internally, cross function means also external partners, maybe even from a consumer lens. Who is out there you can learn from? Are there maybe a group of consumers, they're a bit more extreme. Are there some influencers? So it's basically cross-functionality in a wider sense to embrace creativity, to embrace innovation, to really live and breathe it. Brilliant. Such a rich set of advice there. And actually echoes much of uh, what Kantar talks about in its latest point of view around the innovator's advantage and this idea of learning and testing and learning, experimenting, Love the idea that we're moving away from this word validation to real learning. And actually, you're right. You've said a couple of things. You've talked about it in a disciplined way. And actually, what I really love is that what do we need to learn to move on? I think that is the difference between validating and really taking hypotheses, experimenting with them and working out what's the critical assumption here? What's the critical hypothesis? What do I need to do to sort of to, to move on? So. That's brilliant. And the idea of bringing the, you know, the consumer in early and, and, and looking at those touch points. And yeah, some of the echoes to myself having worked in R&D and sort of and marketing this idea of when cross functions come together, you really do start to unlock creativity and, and fuel the imagination. Imagine you're somebody who's setting out thinking about whether they are going to create a ventures hub or ventures arm, whatever you want to call it. When do you think it's right for some for innovation to be done? outside of the organization into these sort of ventures arms, Barbara? I would say for an organization nowadays, if you look where the world is heading and if you take everything into consideration, you're looking at macro trends, you're looking where the consumer is going. I would create something internally, but also, you know, look outside as well. I think there can be a combination. I think you need to nurture it also from your DNA, you know, from your company, from your origin, and it can happen and it's possible. I mean, we have, I think there is many great examples out there, but connected to it, you know, I, I think it's very important when you do it, 
that you see the venture mindset as a fundamental way of working. The culture and the mindset, you know, it's not, it cannot be just done aside a small, dedicated team. And uh, this team asks the right questions from the beginning. Yeah. And it's a mindset, but I think that's important. And I would also challenge, does it need to be then only a separate team, you know, because you know, see the venture mindsets as a fundamental way of working in innovation, I think a wider organization can also embrace, yeah? So as we said before, what you can bring back from our team to the wider organization, and I think we learned, you know, that there is a, a, some things, you know, you can start implementing right away, but I think it's fundamental that it's about take and then, you know, rather than, than saying you need to follow a, a process or frameworks, it's so fundamental that you teach people how to think about innovation. So it's almost like the innovator's mindset. And then you can say, you know what, I have a guiding process um, I can choose from. I have my toolbox. I have my partners. I have so many challenging conversations. You know, people say, yeah, but you know... Um, Apple at this time, uh, they, they, they also didn't ask right people about, uh, about a new phone. Of course they did not. I mean, if you ask people what they want, I mean, they cannot articulate. How, how can you? And that is, I think, where insights and also Uniki and many other professionals in the industry come in. It's about the behavior, right? It's about what's happening around the world of people. Yeah. It's about what they do. It's about what they fear. It's about what can help them. It's about what can support them. Yeah. And these nuggets, it's almost like what's not said, but you're observing people um, behaviorally and then identify a consumer problem need. Yeah. And then actually you fall in love with this problem or need and you, you take it on board. Yeah. And uh, you could say everything what was created out there, right, in terms of disruptive innovation. It could have maybe even been bigger if it would have started with that kind of consumer behavior. So I think that is so fundamental. Yeah. We cannot ignore that and also then pair it with, um, foresights, pair it with, um, trends. Yeah. Identify, um, opportunity areas, be strategic discipline about it. Um, and maybe you don't need to talk to an ordinary consumer. Maybe you can also talk to people who are more in the future space already. You know, there's so many ways, you know, to bring that thinking on board. So I think for me, it's this combination about regardless if you go outside or inside, yeah, it's really the mindset. It's embrace the spirit of experimentation, you know, the entrepreneurship, testing, learning, adapting, the right partners, um, internally so find your allies right find the people you who can help you but also um external ecosystem to work with yeah um yeah and choosing maybe sometimes um and that speaks very well to my personality and i think this is why i really love what i'm doing choose the courage over the comfort you know um yeah by engaging with the new opportunities to learn and grow yeah i think that's also be stay curious what's out there and bring that, uh, that kind of thinking um, in, the, in the wider organization as well. Yeah. Now I'm lucky enough to be able to continue these conversations with Barbara, but it was absolutely lovely to be able to share. Thank you, Barbara, ever so much for your time. Thank you so much, Nikki. And yeah, 
Um, see you soon and uh, yeah, stay curious. Take care. <laughs> yeah, stay curious. Yeah, stay curious. Stay curious. Yeah. You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Side Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit kantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode.